0: Hi, I'm Hillary from Frame of Mind Coaching, and I'm with Kim Addis, founder and president of Frame of Mind Coaching. Hey, Kim. Hello. So today, uh, we're going to talk about values. I have a question from an audience member that I'd love for you to answer. Ready? Go for it. Okay. How do you coach someone who has vastly different values as yourself and not allow that to interfere with the coaching process? For instance... Uh, Views on pro life or pro choice, or someone who behaves really aggressively towards their spouse, colleagues, or kids. How do you coach somebody if you feel really different from how they feel about? So I often coach people who have very different values or, view, or
1: views of the world than I do. Some people maybe who have different uh, religious upbringings or different religious orientations or different histories, backgrounds, experiences, et cetera. And my job isn't to evaluate their values. My job is to see whether or not their thinking lines up with their goals. And so do their, do their beliefs, do their behaviors get them to where they want to go? So, for example, in the case of someone who's being aggressive with his or her wife or spouse, whatever the case may be, does that action, does that behavior get them to the outcomes they want? So if they want a relationship that's harmonious and peaceful and connected, does that get them there? If not, right. why not? And so my job isn't assess or evaluate or be judgmental about their values, Mm -hmm. my job is to determine whether or not their values are reflected in their behavior and get them to where they want to go. And if that's not the case, then my job is to say, hey, does this align with your deepest desires? If not, let's take a closer look. What is it that you truly believe? And where does that belief actually come from? Does it serve you? And is it Uh,
0: consistent with your goals and true desires. Okay. So I'm really alluding to um, one of the steps in the coaching process, which I think we're going to get to in another podcast. But for now, when you go into a coaching relationship, um, do you need to kind of put aside your own views, your own values, your own thoughts and assumptions? So. So explain that then. Sure. So, I mean,
1: step number one in the coaching process is really to do a bit of a self-check. Whether you're a leader or a coach or a parent, doesn't really matter. Uh, Whatever it is that you are doing as a coach, entering a coaching conversation, what you need to do is clean yourself up. You need to check yourself at the door and say... I have some opinions, I have some views, I have, uh, I'm walking into this with an idea of what's already going on. The truth is I don't know, so I have to suspend right. that and I have to go into this conversation really openly and... Uh, eager to learn what's going on from that person's perspective. So I need to put my perspective aside for a moment Mm -hmm. as I enter that conversation. And I also need to assume positive intent. If I cannot do that, if I can't assume positive intent, it's very hard for me to bring that person to a new place. It's very hard for me to have a pure conversation where that person believes that I have their best interests at heart. Very difficult to do that. So my job is to make sure I clean up my own act before entering the conversation. So if I come in feeling, man, that person is very hostile and you know my defenses are up, right. that's going to be a problem in the sure. conversation because I'm going to elicit that aggression. Okay. Because right? I'm looking for it. I'm seeking sure. it out and I'm paying attention and I'm focused on it.
0: And then of course, you're going to find evidence of it. Correct. I find, okay. always,
1: we always find evidence to support our beliefs. Right. So, so from a coaching or leadership standpoint, it's very important to say, what evidence am I looking for? I'm looking for evidence that pr- this person is working hard or doing their best or has the best intentions. So mm-hmm. let me seek that out. And that's what you call positive intent. Can you explain yes. what that means? So assuming positive intent means yep. that the person's coming from a good place, wants good things and is essentially a good person who wants to succeed you know, and, and who is good natured,
0: good characteristics okay. inside. So even though it might look different from the outside as a coach, your responsibility is to assume they have positive intent. Right. So if you go in pointing your fingers saying you're doing wrong, you're doing bad, you know,
1: like you shouldn't be doing that. What you've right. done is you've created friction from the get-go. You've created a problem. But if you go in saying like, hey, I know you're a hard worker. I know that you want to get to X, Y, and Z. You know, what's going on? What's happening
0: here? Yeah. Right? So can, can we talk about checking your story at the door? I was kind of alluding to that when it when it comes to value. So if somebody, say, is you know, pro-life and you are vehemently pro-choice and they are really aggressive with that stance how do you check your story, which is, I guess, your own you know, beliefs and assumptions, right? And then how do you coach that person if you're really against what they believe in? Is that even possible? Well, the question is, does their viewpoint interfere
1: with their uh, happiness, with their life, with their mm. sense of peace, with their... That's like, a good question. What is yeah. that viewpoint? How does that viewpoint affect them? It doesn't matter how it affects me, it's irrelevant, right? So how does it affect them? And if it affects them in a positive way, if it makes them feel great to have that viewpoint, then we don't right. have much to discuss. It's not an issue. We don't need. I don't need to coach them to change. But if that viewpoint is causing them to have interactions that are creating stress and antagonism and um, you know friction or conflict, now we have to discuss what how their approach is leading them to the outcomes they're they're getting, right? And then and then the question becomes. Is, is that the outcome you're wanting? What outcome are you wanting? Let's back it up and look at how your thinking is affecting the outcome you're getting versus the outcome you're wanting. So again, it's not so much about me evaluating their values. It's about understanding how they are behaving and if those behaviors are consistent with their values and if those behaviors are leading to the outcomes they're looking for. If not, then we have to back up and help them kind of, make a little bit exactly. of a mental shift mm-hmm. so that their behavior then leads to the outcomes they're getting. I'll give you an example. And, and I, I don't have an example specifically, but <laughs> let's use yours. So if somebody is, um, what did you say? Not pro-choice against oh. abortion, right? Yeah. Anti-abortion. Pro-life. Pro-life. I'd yeah. say they're pro-life. And what they do is they they fight, like they stand in front of a pregnant woman who is about to get an abortion and they fight, like they fight, fight, fight. Yeah. And and what they what ends up happening is that this person who's about to get an abortion just gets mad and upset and you know, so so then the question becomes what's the best way to influence somebody's decision? Is it by fighting? Is it by telling them you're wrong? What is the best so. way, right? So, so if their goal is to help someone make a different decision, yeah, then what is the best way to accomplish that? Again, you know, the influence they want to make doesn't matter to me. If they want to influence someone to keep a baby, okay, that could be important to them, right? But the way they go about it
0: mm. is very
1: important. So now we talk about what's the best way to influence someone, is it by confronting them? Is it by telling them they're wrong? Is it by telling them they're, they're killers? I don't think so, because what that does is it shuts somebody down. Yeah. Right? And so it doesn't yeah. actually accomplish the goal of influencing pro-life. Right. So how, how do we go about that? What's the approach that's necessary? And how do we have to think about the person who's making this decision? Because if we think about them as killers, right? What happens? Like, are we content. assuming, right? Are we assuming positive intent? Not right. at all. But right. if we think about them as people who are in a situation that is that leaves them feeling trapped and that they don't have a choice and that this is the only option available to them, all of a sudden we have a little bit of compassion and we approach it very, very differently. Right. And as long as we can approach it with compassion with the assumption of positive intent, our chances of influence is much, much higher, mm-hmm. right? So, so this is a good example, right? Where what people tend to do when they fight for something, they're really fighting against something, right? And whatever you're fighting for, you have the concept of conflict, friction. You have the, the concept of confrontation. And that doesn't often
0: get you where you want to go it seems to be more of a focus on the negative aspect of what you're fighting for because you're just you're, you're you're looking at all the bad things about it. Right. So
1: what yeah. what I want to do for with my clients is say, so don't tell me what you're against, tell me what you're for and how do right. you build that? How do you turn again, this whole concept of turning, turning towards what you're for rather than really paying attention to what you're against. Right. Because when you're against anything, what's happening is you're creating resistance And what you resist persists and it causes a problem for you. But when you turn yourself towards something, right, Right. what am I for? All of a sudden your, your position of influence is dramatically magnified. And again, this conversation doesn't involve my own values on any level with respect to,
0: you know, my opinion on this subject at all. Right. Right. All right. Well, thank you. That was, uh, that was very well explained. Appreciate that. So since we're nearing the end of the podcast, I want to offer all of our listeners the opportunity to have a complimentary coaching call with us. On that call, you can learn about our methodology and get a flavor and a feel for how we coach. So don't be shy and visit www.frameofmindcoaching.com. And we look forward to speaking with you. Thanks, Kim. Bye. Bye.